Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week is all about the legendary new PlayStation Showcase with new updates and reveals on games like Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Knights of the Old Republic Remake, Project Eve, and Wonderlands. And we're just scratching the surface here. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. What's back? What's back? Boo Berry's back. Is that true? It is true. Is it back again? It's back again. Should I tell a friend? <laughs> tell a friend. Alright, I'm gonna go tell a friend then. I'll be right back. <laughs> yep, Boo Berry is back. Gotta get me a box. Oh, Actually, I have a box. <laughs> that, I mean, we recorded the podcast during this time anyways. It's already been a year, so... It's funny how I remember the first episode like it was yesterday. Oh man, oh, yeah, that was a while back, but <laughs> we, I remember it like tomorrow. Yeah, we were we were talking about Blueberry way back then, but hey, hey, hey! This year they brought back the classic boxes, the old looking ones. Um, the last time I think they had those was 2013, because I remember getting Blueberry and and uh, Yummy Mummy in in college. So they've got the like the retro boxes this year, and then they have one that's. Booberry and Frankenberry combined with marshmallows from like all the other ones. It's mm-hmm. called Monster Mash cereal, but I haven't been able to find that yet. I've I've never had any of the Halloween cereal though, so Dude, maybe Booberry. Yeah, so I was saying maybe if I'm at the store and I see a box, I might pick one up. I think my favorite part about it is that Booberry is not super duper sweet. Mm-hmm. It's just sweet enough, just sweet enough, and that's I what mean, makes I- it so good to me. I have a I have a pretty good sweet tooth, so we'll we'll see how I feel about it. And a classic markers on the map uh candy item. The white chocolate pumpkins. I saw those today. <laughs> oh the white chocolate uh Reese's peanut butter ghost are back too. Yeah. I, I got I'm <sighs> not ready to delve into that just yet. <laughs> I, I just I got the when I went though I got the, the regular recess like bat shape. Uh, peanut butter which i think are just the christmas ones the trees i think they're just the trees because they didn't look they like they usually end all. up looking like the eggs anyway in the, in yeah. the packages with maybe so, like a bump here or there they've yeah, been so, up in the candy game lately too because i've got trolley sour bright crunchy crawlers or whatever that taste like a nerd's rope except without all the mess of a nerd's rope so i think mm-hmm. these candy companies are really stepping it up <laughs> this year i mean I'm not really that much into sweets. Like, I don't really buy candy that often. But if it's anything with chocolate, especially Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I'm all for it. Yeah. Stuff's been pretty good lately. But we do got to talk about some video games. And you know this week has been wild. Uh, so, as always, guys, you're listening to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our weekly podcast gaming adventure where, yes, we are talking about the PS Showcase this week. I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How have you been? Uh, I've been, you know, normal as, you know, everything. The showcase was pretty amazing. I teased that last week, so we can finally get your opinion on it. But uh, how have you been this week besides being uh, stressed out and just, like, tired? I've 
other than that, I've been all right. You know, I've, I've been playing a lot of WarioWare. I did pick up Deathloop. Ooh, that did um, come haven't out. got too much time to play it yet, but uh, WarioWare has been exciting, and I've been trying to just stay on top of the news and play when I can. But before we get started on the PS Showcase, I think there's a revelation that I, I don't know if you knew about, but I did not know about this. You know the hit classic PS2 game, Kessen, that tactics samurai game from koei i believe kessen i believe it sounds very familiar not not this ain't tekken this is kessen this is kessen don't, don't get it mixed yeah, up it's a tactics no, yeah, game. It, it sounds very familiar well it has come to my attention that they made a sequel to kessen entitled kessen 2 mm-hmm. i never knew that more mind-blowing is that they came out with a sequel to kessen 2 entitled kessen 3 so there's three, there's two other Kessen games you did not know about. There, there's two other Kessen games I did not know about. Okay, uh, when did those come out? But then out, the then? series was never heard from again. Why when did, did they come out? I'm not sure. <laughs> right, now I need because that game sounds so familiar. Early PS2 game. Same people that made Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors, but it was like a tactics. I want to say. Maybe that's why there hasn't been a Kessen game in a while since you haven't heard of two or three. Maybe I've I'm never heard anyone else there. talk about Kessen. <laughs> I had to look like when I first heard of Kessen, I had to look it up to see what type of gameplay it was. <laughs> I, I was like, I just have this like idea of like it sounds so familiar, but I don't remember it. I'm just having yeah, this like faint memory of just it ex- hearing that name, but I don't think it's like recent. I believe it was like a, a while. Back. No, it's it's way old. I think the first one was like a launch title for the PS2 or something oh, like man. that. Oh man, 2000. It's old, old, old. Yeah, it's old. Like looking at screenshots, it looks kind of like Dynasty Warriors, except it's not a hack and slash. It's a it's a turn based tactics game, mm, and you know nice. how I feel about those. True. That so you know what I say to Kessen. I say, let's talk about the PS Showcase. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about, Kessens? Like, I don't know what. So, you, you let me on that this was kind of a big deal, this, this PS was, Showcase. <laughs> this is not just a big deal. This is one of the, this is probably by far the best PS Showcase they've ever had. I don't think, even the PS5 Showcase wasn't anything like this. This was one of the best yeah. ones. I, I think they played it safer with the PS5's original Showcase. Now, I will, off the bat, say... No individual announcement excited me as much as Metroid Dread did at the Nintendo Direct, but I'd say it was overall a better presentation. It's it's like when you're stacking up against Metroid Dread with me, it's hard to beat. But yeah. overall, the PS Showcase has been the best presentation of new gaming announcements we've seen this year, maybe in the past couple of yes. years. Um, so, I, like, it, it was good. Um, and what a way to open up the PS Showcase with the Lucasfilm logo. That's that's oh. always fun to see. <laughs> oh man! So, Knights of the Old Republic is getting remade. It's from the fine folks at Aspire. Um, now, Aspire's been around since I was a kid, and what Aspire used to do was they would take Star Wars games like Battlefront 2004, and they would create the port for Mac OS systems uh to run the game so i could run it on a mac computer because that's what we had as i was growing up Mm -hmm. so i've i've known aspire for a long time they've recently worked on the ports of like episode one racer and republic commando for the switch and ps4 jedi academy all that stuff but now they're really just they're teaming up here 
um, for PlayStation Studios to publish the Knights of the Old Republic remake on PS5. And we got that teaser trailer. And, you know, th- this has been rumored for a while. So when mm. I saw the Aspire logo, I kind of knew what it was going to be. But the didn't diminish the, like, jaw-droppingness that I got from seeing the title drop and just like, wow, this game is being remade for PS5. Yeah. See, the difference is that I... I don't really look at rumors and spoilers that much. It's only brought to my attention if it's just by random chance. So I did not know this was. Ha- I maybe we've discussed about it, but I probably forgot about it. So this was a pretty. I was like, oh, this is pretty like dope. The uh, whole Knights of the Republican remake. So this originally was Bioware, I believe. This is like one of those, you know, games that put Bioware on like the map of people. Um, there is a sequel, of course. I'm struggling to because i've only played the original at a at a a friend's way back when it was like first released i believe it is a turn-based game so i'm wondering if the remake will go the final fantasy 7 remake route and turn it into more real time or retain some of the turn-based or they'll just keep it turn-based either way this is something to look forward to hopefully it comes out not even just got hopefully it comes out pretty great because then maybe they could remake other star wars games yeah, people, like a Knights of the Old Republic too. Or, I mean, there's probably a couple more. Or, uh, oh, what's that Star Wars fighting game for the PS One? Master of uh, Masters of Terra Kasai, I think that's what it's Something called. Something like that. Something, Something like, like that. that. Maybe remake that. <laughs> I forgot that. about that one. Yeah, and I'd like to actually see ports uh, of the original Battlefront 2004 on modern consoles. I. I'm just so endeared to those games from when I was a from when I was a kid. So, hey, the people at Aspire do great work, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this all pans out because Knights of the Old Republic is not a name you take lightly in in any situation in in the gaming community. It's very much a like critically beloved um, piece of media. So mm-hmm. we didn't really get much, but we know it's coming. What we did get a ton of, though, was Project Eve. And I gotta say, <laughs> it looks incredible. It looks like a miss, like a, a mashup between, say, Nier and Devil May Cry. Oh. So, okay. I, it looks stunning. I'll, I'll give them that. Yes, uh, I knew, because like I, I watched this before you, so this was last week. But I knew when I saw it, I was like, this looks something like up your alley. Like, I think you would enjoy this game. I got a little bit of a Souls-like vibe from it in certain parts, like the boss fights. I'm hoping this is not a Souls-like and is more of like a, as much as I hate to say it, a Devil May Cry-like, maybe like Bayonetta um, or Nier. Maybe I'm hoping it plays more in the vein of a hack and slash that I do enjoy, like a Metal Gear Rising or something like that. Um, But this should be a character action game, and it does present itself as such, so interesting enemy design interesting boss design the world looks really cool the gameplay looks smooth the main character looks awesome which is always something you want to see in a game like this and um apparently it has nothing to do with parasite eve although i could not help but think of parasite eve during the the trailer but this has no relation to that <laughs> i'm it's it's one of those few games honestly where when i saw it i was kind of interested in it as well i was like I kind of look it very it looks very interesting like most of yeah. the time i i pass on certain games like this but this one just it just something drew me in on it yeah it reminds me of a platinum game but 
there is a lot of things at work here that makes it feel more like a Devil May Cry um, in the way it looks and the way it feels just by watching the trailer, its presentation. Um, so what I'm getting from it is like, yeah, this is like Devil May Cry near Bayonetta, like combined into one, except the main character is by far the coolest they've ever had. And enemy design looks cool. The world just looks like some mm -hmm. awesome thing to explore. So this is definitely one that I think is going to be on our radar here on the show um, every time there's a new trailer for it. Also, main character wears green. I love green. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if I mean, by just by the logo of this podcast alone, how it looks with the green, I think it shouldn't come to no shock that green is one of your favorite colors. It's probably your favorite color, hands down. Like, Absolutely. there's no question. <laughs> So there's that. That's a that's a new announcement. Now, we got the gameplay reveal for a game I think we're both really excited for, which is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the Borderlands spin-off that takes place in the um, you know, the D&D style uh world that was first introduced to Borderlands in Borderlands 2 just DLC, uh the Assault on Dragon Keep. Mm -hmm. This looks like Borderlands turned up to 11. With, like, spell casting, and, like, of course there's guns, and of course there's loot, but, like, there's shark enemies, and the environments look really varied. We know there's an all-star voice cast to this. It So far, to me, it looks amazing. It's w one of those things where I, I honestly believe that Borderlands 3 is probably one of the best looter shooters ever. And there's only, like, a handful that really, like, quote-unquote rival it, but... Borderlands 2 was just the best one. I agree that the story may not have been as great as something like 2, but if you really look at it, 2 was one of the greatest stories ever told in a game. I mean, Handsome Jack was one of the best villains, and he was brand new. See, and people might disagree with you on the story, but I don't think many would disagree with you on the villain. Like, there are, I like the Borderlands 2 story as well, and, I, and the villain is among the top in games, but some people would, would argue with you on the story of 2 and 3, I happen mm. to think 2 had a great story. I like no, the story two, of 3, but the story of 2 was... Two had, two as, had a as really far as good Borderlands goes, story. Yeah. But that's besides the point in the sense of... I've always wanted to say if they ever were to remake one of them, like if they were to remake 2, make it exactly how 3 and just build more on top of that. But yeah. in, the, in the sense of that... the Basically the best you'll see... From 2 was Assault on Dragon's Keep. So technically, it's one of those things where, well, if you're going to get the best DLC and you're going to make it its own full game from the second one and have the Borderlands 3 like gameplay, I'm fine with that at that point. That's honestly Absolutely. pretty all right with me. And the story of that DLC was amazing, which means the story of Wonderlands has the capacity here, the, the chance to be something truly special. And of course, they can go all out with it. There's There's very few rules that they need to follow when they're in this environment here. Um, so I'm looking forward to the story just as much as the game, but man, I'm looking forward to some new like Borderlands content here. <laughs> that's not just you know grinding out the reward cards that they've been doing. I need to see this fantasy elements and areas in action, and it just looks like a ton of fun. So I feel like character customization will be bigger in this than than it has been before, which is another thing that I'm looking forward to. So March, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They said March of 2022. So my only thing is that my only complaint about Borderlands 3 is that everything about it was much better. The only thing I didn't like is that well, the re the, re the you know the replay value in the, in the sense of once you do all the missions, all the side quests and main missions, it's kind of like over with. You can realistically just 
do more boss raids. I, I do appreciate they're adding like the the roguelike uh, like uh, arms race mode and things like that. But Borderlands should focus on also having just like random missions available yeah. and just like and always. This kind of looks dungeon based, right? Yeah. Basically there should like be that, a yeah. bit more randomness to this one, a bit more replayability. And mm-hmm. look, you and me have every right to complain about the replay value in Borderlands 3 because we've both spent over 400 hours on that game and we've both played mm-hmm. every mission probably five or more times. <laughs> probably. I mean, I've replayed the main story when it was like what the level cap was, what, like level 65? And mm-hmm. they've added the new level cap to like level like 72, so then... I, you know, I could, you know, load up my character to get, you know, to a certain level, but it's one of those things where the only realistic way to have a replay value in Borderlands 3 or any Borderlands game is just when there's a new level cap just to reload the game and then get certain gears are a one-time get throughout that game. Yeah. So that's Wonderlands. Very much looking forward to that. Next was Forspoken. Forspoken is that Square Enix game. Um, this is the first time we've got an idea of what the game's tone will be. Um, it almost seems, like, comedic, and the main character is, like, talking with, I believe it was her bracelet, and they're kind of having a banter as she explores and goes through a giant open world. Um, I will say that I like the movement of Forspoken. It's, it's a very beautiful game and a very Mm -hmm. fluid game. Other than that, I mean, it's pretty... (laughs) I think that's one that's that's probably still a ways out and we're going to mm-hmm. have to see more more of. But the tone was not what I was expecting. But I think I can get behind a game in like a high fantasy setting with like a more of a laid back and silly tone. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember when this was even. Was this the first time it was announced or was, was, was this announced a while back? Well, they announced it a while back, but they never really showed too much. So it's uh-huh. like a little tiny bit of the running gameplay. And I think they had announced it as an unnamed title at the first PS5 reveal. Mm-hmm. And then they named it Forspoken, but they didn't show much from it. So, like, that's why I was not expecting the tone that the trailer took, where she's, like, having this kind of banter with, with the bracelet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's not the tone I was expecting. But I'm like, okay, Square Enix, give me a game that's not super duper serious all the time. Oh yeah, that's that's fine. It, it there's only a few things that I'm interested in games, but that one it was it was fine. I mean, if you're interested in it, that's fine. But I don't know, I might pass on this one. Probably. Yeah, I I need to see more. Put it that way. I, it's too early to call it. Yeah, Square Enix is hit or miss with me, especially lately. But we do got another Square Enix game, a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Every time I see this game, I get more and more hyped. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are hating on this game. Okay, I'm yeah. more excited was, for this gonna, than most things. I was going to bring this up. I don't understand the hate for this game. I really don't. I don't understand Dude, it. we watched a 15-minute thing for this at E3, and I was, like, riveted by it. I was like, show me more. <laughs> they, 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 People have this mentality that because the Avengers was not that great, it wasn't a, a good game. It's fine. It's fine, but like it's not a great game. That anything afterwards is just mediocre at best. Like we can give tons of examples of games that, or a company released an initial game that wasn't, you know, a ten out of ten Metacritic out of you know out the window. Rockstar didn't make GTA Three. That wasn't their first game. They made plenty of other games before that one. You know what I mean? It's like companies have to start. Or, or development have to start with a certain series or franchise. I mean, like, the first game is never going to be 
that great compared to the sequels or anything that's yeah. like a spin-off spiritual sequel. And this one's this one's not made by Crystal Dynamics though. I think it's Edis Montreal that's doing this one. Yes. So it's not it's different development teams. Yeah. But like some of the DNA looks the same, but people are complaining because Star Lord's the only playable character. I'm like, weren't you guys the same people complaining that Avengers had too many playable characters? It's one of those it's one of those things you can't satisfy everybody. It's either there's not enough characters to play or there's too much characters to play. You had a whole team called Avengers, and then you play with everyone, and it's just like, oh, whatever, you know, too much people to play or whatever. It's trying to give up. It, it, I don't know. I, it's just, it looks way better. When I saw the Avengers, I will say I wasn't even hype about it. I was just like, this doesn't look hype at all. And I'll admit that I wasn't hype about it at all. But when I look at Remember, this one, I, I, wasn't I see something different. I see something yeah. different. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty hype, actually. This looks pretty good. Some people... I like that they're working on a single-player adventure and not a live service. If they had a competing Marvel live service, that would just they destroy each other. It's also one of those things where I, it's another thing people complained about is that the character design, and that one of the main complaints they're saying that oh it reminds because this is someone's quote it reminds me of that one scene from uh, Spaceballs where they take their stunt doubles. So they're comparing these characters as they look like the stump doubles for the characters, but I'm like, for what characters? There's, when you say that, you're implying that the only, they're, they're meant to look like the movie version, which, granted, yes, the movie version made them popular, but the movie version is still based off a comic book series, which this yeah. game is based off on. So yeah. just because they're based on a, a current popular movie or series because Guardians of the Galaxy was probably because of the movie series doesn't mean that they have to look like they're actors or actresses like they are based on a comic book yeah and at the same time certain characters do look certain ways in these games probably because of marketability if you mm-hmm. make Iron Man look like he does in the movies it's marketability that's yes. just something that's going to happen with the Marvel games not all of them look at Ultimate Alliance 3 and Midnight Suns those games have different designs than mm. your tradi- but these giant triple A Marvel games, I feel like the movies have made their have they've left their mark on you know the cultural mm-hmm. ethos. So they're gonna use that. They're gonna use that to influence their designs, and it honestly does not really bug me. I do no. wish in Avengers though that some of the cosmetics were a little more inspired, but that's Avengers, and we're talking about Guardians. <laughs> but at the same time, those those people who play the characters got that role not only because they're great actors or actresses but because they also kind of look like the character as well come on tony you know like you look at robert downey jr he looks like he could play like he was meant for that role he looks like iron man and then the iron man in the game looks like robert downey jr in a way yeah not totally but like inspired yeah so what i'm saying is Day one on for it. me, Guardians of the Galaxy. Day my point is, stop hating on it, and it looks interesting <laughs> yeah. to me, and I'll probably give it a look, and I'll probably Absolutely. see because even like I say, even from the beginning, I was like, this does look pretty interesting. Yeah, I like a good single player game every now and then. Something without any co- some. Sometimes I don't even want co op. Sometimes I just like a good story. Oh, talking about a good story, we'll get to that after this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> all right, so. Next up, a launch trailer for the long-awaited and very much long-delayed Deathloop. Now, by the time you're hearing this, Deathloop <laughs> is out. <laughs> and I have played Deathloop. Um, um. Oh, boy. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I, I wasn't gonna get it right off the bat, but the swarm mm-hmm. of 10 out of 10 reviews kind of 
pushed me to get it I, I was just so curious i'm like okay what's going on here uh, like it, it always looked interesting to me and we've been talking about this game for over mm-hmm. a year at this point playing it i gotta say i've not had much time to to play uh the game maybe two hours it's unlike anything i've ever played um, okay. so we'll get to that when we talk about death loop in future episodes but i will say the trailers for this game have been treats visually um, musically and just watching them as they do a new trailer every trailer has a title drop and it's like all kinds of cool so i like death loop <laughs> this game is just uh, i mean it's, it's from um was it bethesda bethesda it it's has second to last look, big yeah. ps5 game supposedly there it's still one of those things where yeah. it's like maybe like i don't think starfield is coming to the ps5 no but smaller things might yes i think it's in their entire right for microsoft to have that they pay for it so it's like i I don't think we're gonna get elder scrolls or doom no if if a doom game does release though i don't expect it to be an exclusive on xbox i would assume that it would be on multiple platforms doom is too good not to just to have it on xbox i i feel like it might maybe the switch but i don't I don't know. Doom seems like something Microsoft can mm. like covet. But I mean, yeah. But did it really start Doom though? It's one of those things where like, yeah, you have the rights to it, but did they start Doom? They they Do didn't know? start. Doom is it did. Doom is older than them. Yeah, it's like Doom is beyond any it, type. It'll of be like... interesting to see what happens when the new Doom game gets announced. If a new Doom game gets announced. Yeah. Um. What I will say though is that, yeah. Bethesda, this is Arcane. This is the Dishonored people and mm-hmm. Prey that did Deathloop. So you're looking at an immersive game uh, with lots of interesting ways to tackle situations. And I'm, I'm loving it so far. It's not like anything I've ever played, and we'll have I'll have to really delve into it so we can converse about it. But for right now, let's get to Chia. That's an animal game where you possess animals and become them. Oh, that the, okay. I know what this one is. This is the one, yeah, that has a Mario Odyssey vibe in the sense of taking control of a living creature and being that creature, and then uh, exploration like, uh, le- just like it, it kind of like Legends Zelda, but it's just an average open world game. But and I say Legends Zelda because it is, it looks very s- not similar, but it has some some of the art style and, and vibe of of like Toon Link. Yeah. You get me? I got a uh, I got a Breath of the Wild impression from it as well, but that's another cell shaded game. So mm-hmm. at first I was like, "What is this?" And then I saw that you could become the animals, and it reminded me of that game Fed that came out a while back. I'm pretty sure that was the one where you could change into the animals. Um, this looks like a cute little thing for for the mm-hmm. PlayStation Five. Not something I don't think I would pick up, you know, immediately, but. I think it's good when they toss in stuff like this for for these little showcases because not everything can be a gritty first-person shooter M-rated thing. So this looks no. like their family-friendly offering, and I I'm down for it. Hey man, as long as the story's cool, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah, it even has the like Nintendo-like language that they do in those games where they're just saying noises. <laughs> it as just long... feels like a Nintendo game on the PS5. That's what it feels like. Like I said, as long as it is, it's as it's a it's a fun, cool, great story, great gameplay. It's a soothing, relaxing game. I'm for it, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After that, we had Ghostwire Tokyo. This is the other Bethesda game. 
I thought I thought it was this you. whole time. Was it not Tokyo Ghostwire? No, it was Ghostwire Tokyo. You're lying. <laughs> no, are you, you the, are you? It's are called you Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> are you? Are, I swear, I'm. I'm not. It's not Tokyo Ghostwire. No, it's Ghostwire colon Tokyo. This whole time, I thought it was. Now Tokyo you got me Ghostwire. questioning myself. No, no, no. It's Ghostwire colon Tokyo. <laughs> I remember hearing Tokyo Ghostwire. I don't remember Ghostwire Tokyo. No, it, you you have it backwards. <laughs> Do but I have it backwards, that, or, or am I from a different universe? Oh, is this the whole parallel universe, markers of the map, parallel world thing we got going on here? Or it's, a, it's the real life idea of the Mandela effect that, you know, if you have a, a, a really strong memory or something and it doesn't exist, is that you're different from a different universe and now I've crossed <laughs> to this one? Eventually we're going to have as many variants as Loki. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, next thing you're going to tell me, there's an alien version of Pop Red. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Anyway, Ghostwire Tokyo, as it is called, <laughs> is Bethesda's other PS5 game that's a timed exclusive like Deathloop. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Every time they show this, man, it's a first person, like, you're doing, like, ninjutsu and fighting off, like, horrifying enemies mm. in in a kind of eerie, technologically advanced, like, Japan. And I... I I'm only mesmerized every time I see this. I will say this 100% like I'm telling the truth. Japan has some of the creepiest and scariest ghost stories I've ever read or heard or even faintly just have like an idea of. Because if I watch any other video and just like like urban legends like that, it's just like, oh, how funny. Like, not funny, but just like, oh, interesting. Or, well, if you get me to like Japanese urban legends, I am very frightened because yeah. they tend to mess with your mind. Like I said, your mind is the biggest weapon you can have against you because you could be thinking of all this crazy stuff. And I don't know, Japan just has this really creepy culture when it comes to ghosts and spirits. Like that. So, uh, Ghost Wire. I'm very interested in it. Yeah, like, you see this game, you you can already tell. Because you know me. It's right up my alley, just by how it looks. Oh, God, it just looks so cool. Like, I don't know what the plot is going to be about or anything, but, man. Didn't Ikumi Nakamura work on this? Mm, is, is she... It's... Which one's this one? I believe I believe she's the one that announced it. She's Yeah, no, yeah, she was she was part of the development team. If she's not part of the development yeah. team, then she's the head I don't know if she it. is anymore. But I think she was, and she helped work on she, some of the stuff. She had a very good portion. I remember very much that she had a very good portion of what was done yeah. with this game. I remember this being introduced by her at like Bethesda's E3 showcase a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. But man, oh man, like there's not much to say about plot or anything so far. But every time I see this game, I'm like, that looks cool. That looks cool. That looks cool. That looks exactly what I want <laughs> from a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, it's a couple more months. We will have it. Yeah, it's it's probably a ways off still, but hey, man, when we'll it comes, know. it's gonna be it could, good. <laughs> it could drop tomorrow. We never know. You know, it does drop tomorrow from recording. Obviously, Skatebird. <laughs> oh, Skatebird! I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Skatebird. Anyway, next up, Uncharted. Uncharted's getting a collection of Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy remastered at 60 frames for PS5 and PC. Not much mm-hmm. to say about this, except that's exciting. I like Uncharted 4. I've never played the Lost Legacy, and 60 frames is my favorite new feature of next gen. 
<laughs> it's not a new feature, but like most things running edited. I think I remember the first time hearing the term 60 frames was for Metroid Prime 3 on the on the Wii. But yeah, I like 60 frames in Uncharted 4. It was a, probably my second favorite Uncharted game. So at least for this one, we know it's just for having an enhanced version for PS5 and also it being ported to PC. That doesn't mean that the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection will be ported, but... Maybe yeah. in the foreseeable future, maybe one day they'll announce like, hey, we'll drop it as well. I honestly don't see it happening. I'm not going to say never, but it's on the Plus collection, mm-hmm. I believe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, it's already running at a really high resolution mm-hmm. at 60 frames, but hey, maybe they'll remake it from the ground up one day. That would be cool maybe. to see Uncharted 2 like remade from the ground up. Specifically maybe. 2, because that's, that's the best one. <laughs> shame the multiplayer had to go that was probably my favorite third person multiplayer but there's hey. a lot of there's a lot of games that have really good multiplayer yeah and they just never catch on yeah looking at I mean you. it was it was popular for a while but then they kind of changed it for uncharted 3 and i was like oh well, uh, great <laughs> i'm looking at you twisted metal metagross solidify oh, phantom see? pain uh, See, Alien versus you talk Predator, about Twisted Metal. Rebellion. Did you hear that they're casting Anthony Mackie as like the main character in Twisted Metal, the TV show? Probably a sweet tooth himself. That. I did not. <laughs> yeah, hear they, that, it was actually. just it was like breaking news this morning. I was like, what? I like Anthony Mackie. <laughs> I like I like a Falcon. <laughs> anyway, we got to look at Alan Wake remastered. This was an Xbox game back in the day from the good people at Remedy. Um, most people know them nowadays by the, the game Control, which has been released and re-released as an Ultimate Edition for modern consoles. Uh, it's a very good game, and there's even an Alan Wake DLC in this. So Alan Wake is like a horror game where you play mm-hmm. as a writer. And I don't know much about it because, remember, it was, a, it was an Xbox thing back in the day. But it's good to see that it's branching out with this remaster to all of the other platforms. It's I don't know. It's one of those games where people do remember it, but do people remember it that well? Is is it one of those scenarios where cult classic? Do, it is it a cult classic? Like Absolutely, an underground cult classic. It has its diehard I've, fans. I mean that's true, but there's there's die diehard fans for everything. Yeah, there's people that say Pepsi's better than Coca Cola. Well, we know, we know. I think both of us like Coca Cola better. It's what I'm saying. It's saying people have their. It's one of those things where if it was a cult classic, popular thing, then how come? I, technically, con, what controls their spiritual sequel to that? You know, I wouldn't say it's a spiritual sequel. It's just the same development team. That's what I mean. But Why I think they're in the same world. I think there's like I think it's this world yeah. of like creepy pastas come to life, basically. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm I'm just like being like too hard. Maybe it is one of those games where it only needed one. I mean, there's no Heavy Rain two. Maybe it just needed one game, and yeah. that was enough. I feel like Remedy might want to expand the universe at some point, though. That's why they had a DLC for it in in Control. But hey, I've never played it, and I don't know much about it. Could we say that um, how they're getting rid of all like the the product placements in the game in this oh, remake? Are they are they? <laughs> Yeah, like Ver- Verizon and and uh, uh, was it um not not uh, what's the battery company Duracell they 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 Duracell. like funded the game and so they're yeah. saying that the the remake is not going to have any of that stuff anymore. Well, it's kind of like Pikmin three didn't have any product placement, but the first two did. 
like in Pikmin 1 and 2, you could find like a 7-up cap or like a chapstick, an actual chapstick brand. You could even find a Duracell battery, I think, but in Pikmin 3, you just picked up like fruits. <laughs> I don't know why I all of a sudden just thought of, remember when we were talking about obscure games and you were saying something about an Adams Family game? Yes, it, I, it's so funny is it was for the Super Nintendo. I'll find it, but actually, let me see. Who Hear me out. That game. Hear me out. I was at a store today and I saw it. The one for the PS for the Super Nintendo. No, no, no. It was for NES, I think. Okay, for NES. Yeah. Wait, which one is this one? Okay. I was is like, based what? On... <laughs> oh, it's from Ocean Software. Yeah, yeah. I saw it's it from Ocean. I was like, "There is an Adams Family game." You didn't yeah. dream that. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh... That's just an aside here. I think <laughs> I think we were talking about this last week. Okay, yeah, but what's so funny is that it came out in '92. Yeah, it came out on so many platforms. Yeah, there's a lot it came out on, but yeah. published developed it was Ocean, so Ocean made it. What's so funny is that the first thing it says it's a Mario style action adventure game. <laughs> Which it is. I can, I can vouch for that because the first thing I thought was this is just Mario. So, Adam's family was not at the PS showcase. Mm-hmm. However, GTA Five was, and we don't have to spend too much time on this at all. But why? It got delayed, and yet, yet still, I got why? Delayed. Like, it got delayed. I guess the best part about this is it's probably gonna run at sixty frames. Other than that, no, how many it... years have people been discussing? It's, tearing GTA 5 apart, building its praises. It's, it's it's old news. It's one of those things where there is no reason for it to be delayed. There is zero reason to be delayed because all this is is just the PC version just running on modern-day consoles like the Xbox and PS5. There is no reason why this should be delayed. They promise for a, a uh, holiday release, and they even promise that PS5 owners will get the online for free. You know, They don't have to buy the version. So, to me... It's one of those things where this is just a free update for me because this should have been an update. This should not be a full-fledged, um, you're going to have to buy $70 or $60 to play this game because all you're getting is just faster, low time, 60 frames, and that's about it. And just like yeah, enhanced they, textures. They might that's add it. stuff, but they didn't make any mention of it, which leads me to believe no. that they're not going to. It, it's one of those things, the only reason why you get GTA at this point is to play the online. And it's one of those things where I think the online is at its end at this point. I think that that hype for it has sailed a long time ago. It should have been during the beginning of like when the PS4 dropped. So when it's like 2014, 2015 was like when you should have gone on GTA and just like been through what you know everything has been updated with. Because I'm letting you know that the story mode they do not care because they have not added anything new to that. And I see all this cool stuff in the online, and none of it is in the story mode. They don't add missions. They don't add any of the cool weapons or any of the cool cars gadgets whatever you name it on the online it's not in the store on the single player the ps3 version is still the same story as the ps4 and the ps5 so i will not be buying a 70 dollars game that i already own twice i own it for ps3 and i own it for ps4 I-, I won't be buying it no matter how much it costs because i don't like grand theft auto 5 i i had it for the ps3 and uh I think the joke wore thin real quick, yeah. and also I just, it's not my series. I, it's not I a series I enjoy. It's a shame. It is 100% a shame that the amount of details they put into the city, but at the same time, the amount of stuff they don't add to the city. Because Red Dead 2 
is a living world. I can believe that this world will move on if I'm there or not. I could be at a town and I still believe that this town will function with or without me. If I cause chaos or don't cause chaos, it will still move. Uh, you know, NPCs will cause chaos for themselves or anything like that. In GTA 5, it's just, it's just empty. It's just cars drive around emptiness. There's really not crazy amount of NPCs doing anything. And that's because, keep in mind, this game out came out in 2013. Red Dead came out 2017, 2018. So just remember that that it's a it's this game is it's an old game. This is not a game that came out like in 2016. This came out in 2013. Uh, yeah. San Andreas is a better game. That's all I gotta say about it. And I'm inclined to say Vice City is a better game, even though I've never played Vice it. Vice City is a better game by music. music. <laughs> Vice City in its default regular original soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks in any video game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but GTA Five does have uh, JB Smooth. And I like it JB's does, move. <laughs> but JB's move is, is is in other things too. So you don't have to play GTA Five to have yeah. JB's move. So GTA Five, meh. But then here at the showcase, Herman Holst, we might remember him as the head of Guerrilla Games back when mm-hmm. Killzone was the thing, and the first Horizon and everything. Now he's oh, the Killzone. head of PlayStation Another Studios. Franchise. And when I see this man, I know the big stuff is gonna be shown. And who, boy, did we get four of what I would call, quote-unquote, the big stuff. Come on. Gran Turismo, baby. Gran Turismo 7. So, I, this is a joke, cross-gen game. Yeah, I I jokingly say, like, it's like a big announcement, but honestly, it is a pretty big deal, because Gran Turismo is... They haven't had a main series since the PS3. Yeah, and it's always the top-selling game on the console, is Gran mm-hmm. Turismo. Um, oh, at least for PS1 like and it. PS2. It's it's one of those things where Gran Turismo has not been in the spotlight for a long time. So I fear that people who like the franchise have moved on to other things. Not even just like racing games, just like other games in general. But hopefully, by the trailer alone, they've added... They This is an ambitious game just for a lot of the Gran... Yeah. I mean, the customization... I'm surprised the vehicles, it's cross-gen. That is... But... Look at the install uh, base. Look how many people can play GT7 in March. That's true. Millions. It, it, it's millions. Because, like, like I said, PS5 is still new. It's not even a year old. It's going to come up soon, but it's not even there yet. So yeah, people are still on that consoles. I anticipate this to be one of the best-selling games on the PS5 as far as lifetime sales. I also expect it to do pretty well on the PS4. Because all we got on PS4 as far as GT goes is GT Sport, and that's more online focused. Mm-hmm. GT7 brings back the old like single player mode and the, the like all those things that come along with that, the like campaign and all that stuff, and the little GT City where you have your different places you can go to. Um, they have unfortunately said that you do need to be connected online, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping this is a case of complain 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 and we'll let you play the single player offline because what's the point of single player if you can't play it offline so that's the that's the little gripe otherwise we're seeing unprecedented detail that's even better than sport and sport honestly is one of the best looking games i've ever played um you know playing it on a on a ps5 but man like i'm excited for this one because for some reason and we talked about this when we talked about sport GT is very meditative and relaxing for me. And what more can I ask for 
uh, after stressful days than a little bit of relaxation. So <laughs> I'm, I'm day one for, for GT7 myself. <laughs> yeah, it's this is a, a good old classic PlayStation series that is finally getting, you know, a big, it's, it's been a since numbered the PS3, sequel. So yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty big deal because six was on PS3, so this is and it came out at the end the of the PS3. So that means you couldn't play GT6 on your PS4. It's just no, stuck so there. It's just stuck on there. Maybe they will release it if it's popular enough, but since we're getting seven, I doubt it. No, they'll they'll just do seven, but that's okay because yeah. seven looks amazing. Now, three more things. Let's talk about God of War Ragnarok first. <laughs> Gameplay reveal. Thor is here. New characters and set pieces are here. Atreus Um, is much older. Atreus is older. older. Same God of War DNA, but better. You've got like chain grab attacks, and the the dwarves are back. I can't wait to see them again. The story is pretty interesting now because Atreus is just like his father. Think about this in the original God of War. Kratos wanted to find out so bad why was he Kratos like what is he you know why was his brother kidnapped or this and that you know all this stuff to find out he is a half god because he is the son of uh, Zeus so now here comes his son finding out that he's spoilers major spoilers you know a couple seconds past a couple seconds you know we'll let you know right now the game's pretty old you should play it by now but uh, he is his son Atreus so now he wants to know what he is, so he's trying to stop the cycle of oh, Kratos. He doesn't want his son to do the same mistakes he did when he was not even, like, his son's even younger than that, so he's like, no, don't make the same mistakes I made. I was even older, and I still made mistakes like that. Yeah. It's that, uh, that, that, that conflict between, like he says, stop acting like a father and be a general, but he's saying no, like, don't do it. Like, no, I'm being, like, I'm your dad first. Like, and it shows how much Kratos has changed from being the god of war to no i'm you know we're gonna learn who you are but we're gonna do it my way all all kinds of interesting things should come up in this one because as has been stated this is the end of god of war's norse saga it's not gonna be a trilogy it's gonna be a duology and ragnarok will be the end which means sure we'll fight thor we're also probably gonna fight odin in this game and that's all, all of it is exciting like we don't know much of the plot from the from the trailer, but we saw a lot of the gameplay. But like, the potential here is like I I, I have no words. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm saying this, in my side and in my opinion, it is not a smart idea to kill off a main character that people really like. Oh, uh, we we had this conversation. That. I I, think, mean... I think they probably will. But no, I don't think it's going to be no. done in a way that a certain other game. Like, who knows? Who knows? It's, it's it just one of those feels like they might. The only way Kratos can truly die is if he dies of old age and in peace. Because Kratos has been through so much. And Kratos just deserved to have this one time that he well, can have it his way. And it's what he's always wanted. And it's all the way through. Like, just have it the way he wants it to. Well, we'll know for sure next year when it launches because based on what we saw, this looks pretty close to being complete. Like, and it's cross-gen. Mm-hmm. This has got to be just about done. So I'm expecting a, a first half of 2022 release for this, maybe like a May. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. Hopefully. 
Hopefully also worth happens. noting that uh, great personality in the in the gaming industry, Alana Pierce, is working on this game. Uh, she's one of my favorite old IGN hosts who went on to do uh, things with other companies. So she's on this team. So it's kind of interesting to see someone I've been following for years be part of the development team for something massive as God of War. So just a little bonus there. A little bonus, little bonus fact right there. Yeah. Now, Insomniac. Mm-hmm. What to bring up first? I think we'll bring up the surprise surprise first. Mm-hmm. Interesting little trailer. A character walks into a bar. Like all trailers go, all good trailers, a character walks into a bar. And we see close-up of a gentleman's fist. And what mm-hmm. do you know? Adamantium claws. Because we get an Insomniac's Wolverine, baby. <laughs> uh... I like I can't even tell you I like, I don't want to scream but I can't tell you how hype I was in this game was actually no so you uh, should have seen my face I wish I could have seen my face the shock the pure shock that we got the Insomniac um, logo before this I'm out of all Marvel characters I think I've just I've always liked Wolverine I think Hulk is also up there. there's a lot of Marvel characters I like but Wolverine is is probably up there too so. It's been a a a long t- a good while since we've had anything Wolverine related. If you really think about it, he wasn't. He, I don't think any of the X Men were in like Marvel vs. Capcom. No, so not in not Infinite. It just felt like an absent. Like I know he's been here and there, but the last time I think Wolverine was in anything was in Logan, which was a movie though. There hasn't yeah, been great movie. Uh, a a focus Logan or Wolverine type game just focus on him yeah so remember x-men origins wolverine how that mm-hmm. wasn't a great movie it was mm-hmm. it wasn't a masterpiece well no, it yeah. wasn't a great movie it was a masterpiece well, there was a tie-in game that is considered by a lot of people to be a masterpiece <laughs> so that's funny. at least it had a good video game um he is in the ultimate alliance 3 though um but mm-hmm. so is just about everybody even Cosmos in that the dog that mm-hmm. we saw in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, um, but yeah, that's Wolverine's not been in a ton of like games in recent memory. But man, I'm just thinking of like Insomniac have proven themselves time and time again. Going back to PS2 days, going back to even PS1 days, I believe they did. Yeah, they did. They did Spyro. We didn't get much from this trailer, but we got enough. To get it's, that hype train rolling, we didn't get much, but it was it was not enough, but it was also enough. It was enough. Like this is a ways out, I'm sure, but still, the hype train is full speed ahead for the Wolverine game. I I can't wait to see the designs for Wolverine, the designs for whoever they have as the villain, the Insomniac. It's just bravo, bravo, bravo for being able to do. First of all, two launch games or launch window, I should say, for PS5. But also have two games in the work. And I say two games in the work because this isn't the only trailer we got from Insomniac. No. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they show the Marvel logo before this one? Yes, uh, it, it shows the Marvel logo before, I believe, any... I think it shows Insomniac, obviously, first, but then it's always the Marvel second. Okay, because I was reading somewhere that people thought they saw lightning coming up through the the telephone wire... Mm-hmm. And they thought it was infamous, which is mm-hmm. funny because I also thought it was infamous. So I I 
don't remember if they showed the Marvel logo beforehand for this one specifically, but I remember thinking, is this Infamous? But no, no, no. Even I better. I find it right now. Well, I mean, during the showcase, they might have put the Marvel logo in, like, in a video, but whatever. Whatever the case is, this is another game by Insomniac. We're hearing, presumably, Craven the Hunter, and we're seeing mm-hmm. glimpses of two Spidey costumes, one for Peter, one for Miles, and then we are greeted by a th- uh, another voice and it is revealed to be as expected but still amazing to see venom for spider-man 2 with one of the coolest looking logos i've ever seen in in the game <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get confirmation right now what what it shows so spider-man 2 so we get the gran turismo and it says it shows this uh playstation studio no it doesn't show the marvel logo see 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 that's why people thought it was infamous because they did the lightning thing and i said yeah, well the it's lightning either infamous is or it's yeah. miles morales because he has that electric power mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um, never mind it was it was just the it show okay yeah i think what people figured out is that it says it afterwards so i'm hyped for wolverine and all but this is my most hyped ps5 game Above all, this. 2023 is a ways off, but this, this, this is the one. I love the Spider-Man games. Insomniac have mastered making me just enjoy playing a video game. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm doing missions or if I'm just swinging around the city. It's a blast to play, and that's why I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things where these the Insomniac team are just madmen at this point, and... and that just they're just madmen. It's just a crazy team because two games at the same time. Granted, yeah. Wolverine doesn't have a release date, but we can assume that it's gonna be pretty soon, if not before, a little bit after Spider-Man Two comes out. Yeah, I mean, this is the team that did Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Miles Morales within like six months of each other. That's ridiculous <laughs> to have so... two high caliber games like that. With I mean, they're shorter games, sure, but like what? Maybe they just have it down at that point. They just figured it out what works. They absolutely it have quick. it down. Their team is probably huge. I hope it's huge. Um, especially if you're tackling two AAA Marvel titles for, for PS5 as exclusives. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to have some resources for that. But, again, these were brief little snippet trailers. But, man, the hype is here. Like, I say, mm-hmm, but I'm letting you know that inside, I'm just like, I don't want to scream because I don't really like it, but I am, like, I would scream. Well, won't Discord cut so you hype. if you scream? <laughs> yeah, probably, but uh, I don't think the, uh, the recording will, so yeah. Uh, just letting you know that even though in my voice it just sounds like, oh, yeah, you know, hype, I'm very happy, very pleased, and I was very yes. hyped. I'm letting you know. Everyone... I was watching. You heard me react to these trailers while we were watching it. (laughs) Everyone that I was with when we watched the trailer, everyone was like, if we all could have been there in person, we would have been high fiving and cheering and like getting out of our chairs. Yeah. So, overall, pretty good showcase. I give it a solid 10. (laughs) As far as showcases go. Oh, it's a a solid 10, bro. If you can maybe give it like, it can't be perfect, uh, it's still like an 8 or a 9, but I would say it is a 10. Yeah, I'm speechless for some of these things. Um, and I think starting it with the Lucas uh, film logo was a, a good touch because, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars. I like stars. <laughs> anyway, move aside PS Showcase. 
because it wouldn't be markers on the map without a nintendo direct rumor and boy oh boy this rumor is sponsored <laughs> by robert's game tip of the week this week's tip is for a game for the playstation 3 an rpg called eternal sonata all right robert's game tip of the week today's game tip is if you ever leave your home for vacation and you're gonna be gone for a long period of time or even just in general uh make sure you unplug all your wall outlets you don't want to leave nothing plugged in because you never know if uh electricity will struck your wires or home and then uh short circuit all your electrical devices or make it uh i was a way to explain it make sure all your devices are all safe so remember to unplug your devices amazingly enough this was one of the solutions to a puzzle and you've just helped me get through this part so i'll be able to progress my game through eternal sonata because of this helpful tip hopefully it gets through the whole game and our rumors for a little game called f-zero world generation mute city the future the black shadow has brought the world to ruin and only one man can stop his rule falcon it's the first ever open world f-zero game where captain falcon must aid the city in its quest to reclaim humanity from the forces of black shadow himself drive and tackle missions with intense melee combat the likes of which the series has never seen as you face off against deadly foes equip armor and mods to the captain to unleash new skills and abilities and eventually head into ranged combat situation with mute city's deadliest weaponry but this is an F-Zero game, and it wouldn't be an F-Zero game without the series' signature racing. So challenge all enemies and opponents on the road as you travel the open world. Race rivals all around Mute City as any stretch of land becomes a fierce track, using AR technology to set the stage and environment. Level up your vehicle and collect over 50 more to customize, enhance, and race as you go through a sprawling storyline. Equip them with powers of their own, like the ability to magnetize to walls, fly through the air, or dive deep underground to explore the skies and depths of Mute City, as the surface is just the start. Meet up with allies to create racing teams and tackle Grand Prix tournaments, or bring them into combat encounters to level them up and develop your relationships. Nearly infinite responses to situation help each person's playthrough feel truly unique, and all manner of villains are there to shake things up. Head online to tackle Mute City's challenges with the world, or go head-to-head -head in a persistent online world. However, you do not need to be online to enjoy the features of F-Zero World Generation. It's the captain's return to form, in an all-new and all-exciting adventure racing its way onto the Nintendo Switch. It's been a while since we had an F-Zero game, Robert. It has been a, a couple... When was the last f -Zero? It's been a few minutes. It's, it's really been a GameCube? few minutes. Yeah, there was one on the GameCube. There was one on the Game Boy Advance. I don't think it. there was anything after that. So there was an anime. A, was there? I don't see. This is stuff you're telling me stuff that I don't even know. There was an anime. Yeah, I think it came on after the Kirby anime on the the Fox Kids, but it turned into Fox Box, and then it turned into Four Kids. Fox Box. Yeah, uh, it was the Fox Box. It was the Saturday morning block of cartoons on Fox. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the only one I remember from. Was it from Fox? No, w, no, it was uh, CW. I remember the just CW. Oh, there was Kids, Kids WB. There we go. Maybe That's it was where they that had Lunatics Unleashed, another classic show, and like Static Shock. But yeah, F Zero. It's been a minute, and to see them embrace this idea of an open world game, but also still a racing game at heart, 
that's something we this reminds me of need for speed rivals where you could just challenge somebody at any time although i think they're going to take it a step further with this because they said ar technology will set the stage and the environment so it could just turn the city into a completely different thing as you go through these races uh, against you know ai opponents it's it's one it's one of those interesting things what i don't know i'm trying to think there's a game on that i'm trying to think about because Captain Falcon can't really travel that well, so I want to know how well the driving will be. Because it is a top, like they're all always going top speed, I guess, right? I don't know the lore too much. I know F Zero is very unwieldy and hard to play. I've I've played the one on the Game Boy Advance. I think they put it on the 3DS Ambassador program thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, why is this so hard? And I know like F Zero GX for the GameCube is like notoriously difficult, so I'm hoping maybe they ease up on the difficulty, that classic F Zero difficulty, and kind of make this more approachable as as an open world mm-hmm. title. Um, and and we do have the introduction of you know out of car situations, so I'm I'm assuming they'll have some kind of oh. mobility upgrade for that. It's just the Simpsons hit and run, isn't it? It's an open world <laughs> car game. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, you could equate this to any open-world card game. This is basically Grand Theft Auto, but F-Zero, if we think about it. True. That yeah. is true. I am looking forward to it, though, because it's been a minute, and F-Zero's always been one of those, like, more obscure Nintendo franchises that I think needs to make a comeback. It's really cool. Anyway, we don't have time for games this week, but I'll rattle no. off some things that we are going to talk about uh, next time. I finished Aliens Fire Team Elite. I got thoughts on that. Oh, you did do that. I forgot. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, too. That was the one thing I was trying to remember I was playing. Um, also, we got to talk about the new WarioWare. Because, mm-hmm. man, if if there... This is a series that I love every installment of. But if there was a game I would so just readily give a perfect score out to right now, it, it would be this. Um, find out why next week. And... Like I said, I've been playing Deathloop. I'm about two hours in. Got a lot to say. Have you been playing anything else recently? You finished Ghost of uh, Tsushima, right? I finished Ghost of Tsushima. Oh boy, that that means we're gonna have a special here in the in, in the coming months. At some point, we're that gonna do true. a full spoiler episode of Ghost of Tsushima. We'll um, have a full spoiler episode uh, soon. Yeah. Speaking of spoiler episodes, we're gonna have one for Village for the halloween episode this year so look forward to that (laughs) anyway months later yeah anyway would you say we handled it this week then honestly yeah that should wrap up this week there's yeah i think there's just so much of the playstation event that we have to save for next time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway guys we'd like to thank you so much for listening uh please follow our twitter at markers on the map and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a good rating and review. Download an episode. Subscribe. Listen to us wherever you go. Uh, you can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. And those links are always posted on our Twitter. Again, at Markers on the Map. So I guess there's not much left to say. Except for what we always say. And that is that the real Green Day rock band was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.